0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: Uh, Welcome to this uh, meeting of uh, Sexaholics Anonymous. I'm Quince, and I'm a uh, grateful recovering sexaholic, and I've been sexually sober since the 14th of June, 2010. And I'm a precious, forgiven child of God. Worthy of that forgiveness and claiming that forgiveness today. Oops. And, uh, uh, service is the foundational, foundational, uh, to recovery. Working with others, you can secure their confidence when others fail. Life will take on new meaning. And join us to learn the ways that service through the SA program and the SA fellowship. Can help reach out to those in need. I hate reading publicly with a recorder. You want to introduce yourself?
2: Hi, I'm Denise. I am a grateful member of Sexaholics Anonymous from Dublin, Ireland, and um I'm here to speak about service. So I'll read. Will I read the uh, you read it? You do the first part.
1: Um Howdy, we, uh, we welcome you to the, this meeting. Howdy, welcome to this meeting of Sexaholics Anonymous. Uh, my name is Quince and, uh, I'll be your facilitator, uh, for this session. And, uh, uh, I'm also joined by Denise from Ireland. The name of this meeting is Building cre- a Culture of Service. And it's hard for us to capsulize something as big as the word service, because service includes everything. It includes answering questions. It includes uh sponsorship. It includes going to meetings and uh getting there early enough to help set up and staying longer to help tear down or pack up. And uh, and going for coffee or lunch afterwards, it uh, includes a lot of different things that are required to have a fellowship. But to have a fellowship, just like to have a house, you've got to wash the dishes and sweep the floors and stuff. So uh, please take a moment to silence all your electronic uh, devices. And uh, if you need to use them during the meeting, we ask that you leave and uh do your talking and come back um and that you make no uh personal recordings of this meeting obviously we have a microphone and he has the tapes and everything will work out uh you can buy the tapes afterwards uh now if you would uh join me for a moment of silence and then we'll follow that by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I will not mind you. Uh, in the spirit of carrying the essay message, this meeting is being recorded. If you are not sure uh if you are not sure your share will be appropriate or on this topic, please participate by listening. The recording equipment will not be turned off for any reason. If you wish to share, please speak directly into the microphone uh so, the listeners can follow you if you wish not to share uh to be recorded. We invite you to participate by listening or attending another uh session. Please do not touch any of the recording equipment and, uh Denise and I are going to share for a few minutes uh our experience strength and hope, and then uh we're gonna open it up to for you all to come up and talk about uh, uh, developing a culture of sobriety. Um, I'm Quince, and I'm from San Antonio, and hosting one of these big things is a lot of service opportunities. Uh, I went to Costco yesterday, and we spent about two hours just pulling all kinds of granola bars and Uh, trail mix and uh, sodas and stuff. And all of that is up on the 20th floor. So in between sessions, you're welcome to go up there and sit and visit. The old timers are also up there. So you can go up there and just hang out with... uh, I know Harvey's up there. I know Mike C's up there. I know a couple of others are up there and they actually have timed times they're supposed to be there so go up there and ask any questions you want to ask and eat any of the stuff you want to get but so far as service is concerned and developing a a culture of service is just being available and doing what you're asked to do and it's, it's really this has has been hard for me to package in terms of uh, you know what is it because service can can be just for a meeting getting ready for a meeting setting up uh, the materials uh, I don't know how most of y'all have your, your meetings but we have topic meetings and we have book meetings uh, a book meeting may be just Reading out of the white book, uh, three or four pages. So you have to have those white books passed around and stuff, or people bring their own white books, but you have two or three, you know, backups. And, um, and the format. We here in San Antonio use a format, and so we read the same materials every meeting. And, uh, but that has to be, uh, passed out, and then it has to be picked up. Uh, I have not done much at the, uh, regional or international levels until this international convention. I've been to seven other conventions, but I haven't done anything for them really. Uh, so, there's lots of different ways to get involved culturally, but, uh, uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about is just being available for service. And service is anything from, you know, straightening chairs to uh, passing out literature or picking up literature. And uh
2: uh, Thanks, Quince. Uh, I'm Denise. I'm a sexaholic. I'm really grateful to be here, to be of service. Um, For me, service is sort of, well, it's an essential part of recovery. Um, I can't, you know, it's the three-legged, you know, the triangle, the inverted triangle, you know, that we have. Our structure is that the most important people are you know the normally you have it the managers and everybody else is underneath whereas the trustees are at the bottom of the pyramid and it's the groups themselves that are at the top and it, it everything comes from the group you know and we're self-supporting financially and all the rest of it from from the bottom, and I think um, it 's really important to understand the structure that we 're in because if we didn 't have this structure we wouldn 't have the meetings as we have them and um, as addicts I, I think um it would be quite unmanageable if we didn 't have this spiritual Structure, and I remember reading somewhere um, that they were talking about AA, and they were saying that it's the most uh, perfect form of democracy that exists—the twelve steps—because you've no leaders or only trusted servants, you know, and the 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 concept of rotation out of service roles, you know. And at the moment, I'm a trustee and, you know, sometimes I tell my mum I'm in AA. She knows AA, but not this fellowship, but um, she thinks I'm someone important, you know, and I'm laughing because it's rotational, you know, and it's at the very bottom of the pyramid and that basically, you know, just serving um, the same way as somebody is opening the door or a welcomer or whatever, you know, Um, but we do need to sort of... If we have a culture of service, it means it becomes an integral part of your recovery. You know, and I can't stay sober without service. And I've never met anybody who has stayed long-term sober without having done service. Um, it's it's not optional. It's part of the program. You know, because it's that attitude of um, looking outside of myself, looking outward. Um, and trying to see how I can serve you know it's our 12 step as well you know Um so if I lead a meeting um, you know I'm taking part I'm belonging and um, if I'm sitting in a meeting I'm belonging that service too. you know showing up at meetings if nobody shows up at a meeting nobody shares their experience strength and hope and we can't help each other you know um we also have things like, you know, we have all the literature and things like that. Somebody is, you know, printing that. Somebody is distributing that. There's somebody who wrote it. And people are translating it. And, you know, it doesn't just happen. And these are all members, you know, in service roles because we're, we don't have professionals um, working for us. We have a couple of paid professionals in, in Seiko office, but... Beyond that, everything else is done by the members of the fellowship, you know. Um, and that the beauty of that, apart from my own person, in my uh, experience, is the spiritual growth that I have. Uh, but it also means that we are autonomous. We don't owe anything to anybody, you know. And we can just stay the way we are without, you know, we're not affiliating with anybody or anything because we have this worldwide fellowship. And what I like as well is that we have this idea of you know anybody can do service. Okay, so once you have the sobriety requirement and you want, you know there's a service role you might have the gift for, and you know everybody has gifts. Um, then you know uh, the it, it, the fellowship funds people if they need to travel for service, and that means that everybody can can do service. It's not just those who have money, you know, and I think that's a really wonderful thing as well because you'd create an elite then, you know, there'd be servers who can go to do PI work or who can travel to do different things because they have the finances and then there'd be other people who can't and we can't hear their message and their skills and what their gift um, and their recovery, you know. Um, And as a female member of the fellowship, um, it was essential for me even more uh, to do service because I'm the only woman in my group and um, I I can't have fellowship. You know, I mean, I'm not hanging out with the guys or ringing or you know. And so through service, I get to interact with my fellow members in a in a safe way, and I grow and we get to you know be together and and learn how to stay sober together. You know and if I hadn't had that possibility of doing service, I would have been very isolated, you know. And I remember very early in recovery, um, in the olden days, um, Ireland and England were one, um, considered kind of one country within the fellowship, Okay, which is very funny if you think about it. And I would go over for gratitude days and different things. But one of the old timers over there um, kind of pushed that I became um, an alternate delegate for the fellowship when I had the sobriety requirement and then he couldn't go so I came to Nashville um, and I was an alternate delegate so we I took the place the alternate was um, an Englishman, and he had been in the army and I was taking his place and I was an Irish woman <laughs> and I thought well the votes are gonna be slightly different I'm joking of course it's all spiritual um, but it was very much, I'm part of, I'm not a visitor, I'm not, you know, uh, this is where I live, you know, and I've always felt outside of things, um, you know, struggling to belong, and, and I can learn as well, if I make mistakes, you know, hey, we're we're in the fellowship, you know, it's a real gym for learning to live and relate to other people. Um inappropriate ways, you know and and on top of all of that it, its great fun um I have really, really good fun, you know, I get to go to loads of conventions, I love the talent shows and and even in my home group, you know it's great, when we're sitting down with the group consciences you know we're we're involved, we're engaged, you know um and it's really really nice to be part of this big family, you know, so for me, service isn't optional it really is not optional in my experience you know um those who serve survive well and you know and those who don't you know connect in into the center of the life raft as they say you know um struggle you know and and so a culture of service is that when you're sponsoring somebody said something interesting recently because there was some there weren't a lot of people doing service or sponsoring and somebody said are their sponsors not telling them to do service are they not sponsoring them into service and they mustn't be because nobody was doing service you know Um so we really need to sponsor our sponsees into service you know it's part of what we, what we do in the program and um, so culture of service for me kind of does equate a culture of sobriety because you have to have a sobriety requirement to do a lot of service, you know, certain service roles. And it is that bringing people right into the center of, of the life raft, not on the edge. And that's where the party is, as they say. So, um, and I'm really grateful. I feel like, and it's funny because it's not ego-based. It's not like, oh, I'm cool. It's like, I'm so glad they let me do this. Like, this is like really a blessing, you know? Um And it's really, it feels like a deep privilege when you're asked to do something or somebody says, oh, I really enjoyed that. Even your share, you know, it's like, wow, I'm being heard. I've, you know, it just feels different. It's not like, yay, I'm great, you know. Um, And it's not a professional thing as well. You know, I don't have to be perfect, you know. Um, And uh, so um, I think I've spoken maybe... Uh, a lot, and I'll throw the floor open for for questions or for shares.
1: Okay, um, if you've been to other conventions, this is this may sound a l- very familiar, but a little different uh, to you. Here are the guidelines for sharing at this meeting. In sharing, we ask that members with five years or more of sobriety share first, then one to four years. Then, if time allows, uh, the meeting will be open and invited. uh, everybody will be invited to to share. And with this large of a group, it won't take long. So if you would like to share, please come up. We'll uh, have the shares here. I'll get up actually and you'll speak directly into the microphone. Uh, when it is your turn, please share, uh, please speak cl- clearly into the mic that, uh, so that everyone can hear in participation. We avoid topics that can lead to dissension or distraction. We also avoid explicit sexual descriptions and sexually abusive language. The emphasis is on honesty, recovery, and healing, and service. How to apply the 12 steps and 12 traditions in our daily lives. No crosstalk, please. If someone feels another is getting too inappropriately explicit or is focusing excessively on the problem rather than on the solution, they may so signify by raising your hand quietly. Um, although this is an anonymous program please remember that anonymity does not mean legal confidentiality please do not share any felony for which you have not been adjudicated else we will be required to inform law officials uh, in the state of texas to protect the injured please be mindful that with that what you share to not break your own or another member's anonymity. And with that, we'll open it up, and uh, I'll time for four minutes, and if you hear the timer go off, you can uh, stop talking. And if you'll come up here uh, and talk directly into the mic.
3: Hello, my name is Ted. I'm from Atucha, New Jersey. I want to thank both of you for leading off the meeting. Thank you very much. Uh, my sobriety date is 2007. Um, when I first came into the program and started with a sponsor, one of the, th- the first thing he told me was, you have to go to essay conferences every six months. So for the most part, I've been going to SA conferences every six months since then. This is my, I don't know, 20-something in a row that that I've gone to. I think I missed two or three altogether since then. Um, I think conferences are a terrific way to do service to the program. How is going to a conference doing service? Participating in the broader program outside my own little world is, the key element of my recovery. When I'm by myself, when I'm alone, when I'm doing what I want to do, then I'm in my addiction. When I'm out meeting with people, talking to people, traveling for my recovery, then I'm doing the right thing. So the first step for me in growing my recovery is finding more and more ways to get out of my head. When I'm in my head, I'm in my addiction. Meeting with people, going to meetings obviously is a very, uh, is another one of the three-legged stool, one of the, uh, three things that we, that uh, I've been told to do. The other was to do service. What does doing service mean to me? Uh, it can be anything, like, uh, like was pointed out. It can be you know, setting up the chairs, cleaning up the chairs, putting out the books, doing the, but to me it takes on a much broader meaning than that. To me, doing service is showing up in any which way. You don't realize it, but the only reason you are here today is to strengthen my recovery. Because to me, that's all that counts. If I wasn't here, I wouldn't care whether you were here or not. It wouldn't matter. But I am here. And by me being here, your being here matters. You are here for one reason and one reason only, to build my recovery. And you know why I'm here? to build your recovery. By you coming to this meeting, you've strengthened my recovery. You've given me a reason to come here to open up, to get out of my head, to share. You've given me a reason to shine the light on the sickness that is deep inside my body. I know people that come to the conferences and they stay in their room the whole time. What's the point? The whole point is to come and see and be seen. Uh, during my time in recovery, I have, I mean, if I wanted to list all the things that I've done in terms of quote service, it would go over the four minutes. But they're fun. They're things that I like doing. What I've learned is by this great fear that I have of you know, I'm really not going to be accepted by the other person. They're really not going to like me. They're going to know that I'm an addict. They're going to know that I'm going to, that I'm a really sick person. None of that matters. That's just me and my disease. Every time that I've done service, I've walked away a happier, a better, a more complete person. And the service can be anything. It could be making a phone call. It could be bringing a friend to a meeting. It could be sharing your room at a conference. There are so many things that I do that open me up to the world that share my health, my recovery with other people that's doing service. And it's the greatest service I can do because I get the biggest payback on it. Yeah, it's great to go sit out at the table and do, you know, all the things you see around here. Uh, Are any of you people first-time conference attendees? Okay, you're in for... Tremendous experience. Take it all in. It's overwhelming maybe a little bit. You know, you're know, you going to walk into a room later for dinner and there's going to be, I don't know, four or five hundred people there that are all sex addicts. You've never done that before in your life. You've been running around in shame and in privacy. and Great. Going to dinner tonight is doing service for you because you're going to open yourself up to the people around you. And that's my definition of service. Opening myself up to the people around me so that they could see me for who I am, the real me, and that you could, and that I could see them for who they are. So service doesn't have to only mean setting up chairs and setting up books. It's any way that I can make me a better person so that I can help other people be a better person. That's my definition, and it's worked for me for a long time. So my sponsor was very uh, wise in passing that down to me. I pass it along to you. Go to conferences, do service, and stay sober.
4: Thank you.
2: Thank you. So, just whoever would like to come up and speak now would be fine.
5: Hello, my name is Joel. I'm a sexaholic. For anyone <laughs> listening to this recording, there's Four people in front of me who I'm speaking to. Um, and I came here, five. Well, in the room total, there's, there are, there are six people, but, uh, uh, four on the other side of this table. I came here because my situation is, uh, it's been a long haul. I'm from Canada. Um, I had three years variety in Vancouver, B.C., and single, abstinent, the whole deal, and uh, had migrated from another larger fellowship where, you know, my peers, uh, you know, they were going downhill and I I couldn't go down with them. Uh, I only got those, those three years because people did a lot of service work, and outreach in that fellowship. Um, and I migrated over to this one where there is was uh, a whole lot more clean time, uh, guys of 20 plus years. Uh, since then, the, the fellowship I've heard has contracted quite a bit um, up where I'm from. Things got bad for me. I went down to SoCal and was in Orange County for a good chunk of time, and then L.A. Down in Orange County, um, you know, a, a culture of service was a really big thing. People were voluntold and mandated into service positions. Um, this, The terms, uh, in terms of length of sobriety that you would need to get something wasn't wasn't always really really long. They're they're more about getting people on the ship, uh, but people's sponsors were always involved at the you know regional or um, national international level. Um, the reason I came here is because I left California, not having been able to get it together there. And in a Hail Mary before my visa expires, I went to Nashville, not knowing anybody, having made one phone call to a certain guy named Bill. And, uh, since then I've been, I've been getting traction because there's so many meetings a day. And I found one or two other people who were single and I could roll around with, uh, to meetings. Every every day, and do fellowship with, I was very surprised. I now, at most of the meetings I go to, have as much or more sobriety time than a lot of other people, and in my head, I'm going to the headquarters. So when I started listening to Mike C's talks about a culture of sobriety and hearing about um, you know the guys from Utah, how they rejigged their program, I thought, I'm going to have to possibly go back to a West Coast Canadian city, which has my kind of background, liberally educated, etc., um, totally averse to some elements of the program and some of the language, and how on earth am I going to find people so that I can stay in this program and not have to migrate to a different program and try and work an essay version in a different program? I don't know how to do that. I'm literally fighting for my life because my addiction takes me to illegal and life threatening stuff. And I lined up, you know, a methadone overdose before I moved down here. So to wrap up, I'm just going to take one more minute if that's okay. My request, or it's sort of a prayer, it's, it's for answers of how to do H&I how to do outreach, how do we make what SA has accessible to people in, you know, in places that inherently will flee from some of the stuff that, as was described by someone at the Denver conference in the White Book, as being inherently Christophilic. How do I do that? I don't know how to do that. I need a lot of help. But I do know that I've got a lot of experience. And I do know that it, this program does not just have to be pitched to people from, uh, certain therapeutic communities or relationships, which cost money or treatment. And it doesn't just have to be coming via religious Referral. There are a whole lot more people who are like me, who are going down the tubes, who are open to a spiritual solution, but who are doing unspeakable things. And their only hope is a program that has at least, um, you know, that pays attention to lust and surrendering one's sexuality to a higher power. All of it. No other programs tend to do that, except for the ones that are derived from S.A., and they don't have any traction. This is the only one that has this scope. So I know I've been involved in this in the outreach in Nashville. I mean, it's Nashville, you think it would be going off, but you know, people are comfortable with just showing up to a meeting that's already there. But there's no newcomers. It's not what I thought. But it's enough to keep me sober. But I need to give back. I can't just sit on my laurels. I got lucky, you yeah. know. I'm middle class. I had middle class parents. I got lucky. What about everybody else? I don't have the answers. I got some ideas. and maybe I just have to have the chutzpah to be like, I can't wait for permission. And maybe that's what other people who are loners or in small communities or West Coast communities San Francisco. San Francisco. Four people at the meetings. Powerhouse meetings but only four people. So many people who could use us everywhere. How do we get through the politics? How do we get around all this stuff? I don't have the answers. I'd love them. Thank you for your time and uh, good, look, good luck to you, whoever's out there hearing this. Thanks. No.
2: Anybody else? Okay. I, I'm Denise. I'm a sexaholic and I have some answers only uh, in the sense that I have some experience. Um, I come from Ireland and I'm not Christian and I'm not religious and I'm sober in this program because this is a fellowship of men and women who share this experience strength and hope and, you know, sect, denomination, politics, organization, etc. So, Already, this is just a 12-step program. Like AA, like the rest of them, this is just a 12-step program. Um, In Ireland, um, we opened up um, two meetings uh, in treatment centers, and they don't like our bottom line. You know, it's not trendy, and we have same-sex marriage in Ireland. So, um, but that doesn't you know, impact the fellowship or my recovery or, you know, I'm a member of SA, it's separate from my external environment. My political opinions are my political opinions and I don't share them here and I don't have to conform to anything. Except what works for me for my sexual sobriety and how I sponsor people and I sponsor people in SA, in SA's way and, you know, it's, this is, and it's interesting because when we went to do the, um, the counselor called us in, you know, we, we got, we were surprised to get the invite even, you know, to go in. Um, And when it came to that crunch of that question, you know, about different things, I just said, you know, we just found an answer, you know, everybody's welcome, it might not suit everybody, you know, it's an open meeting, you can come and, but they knew we had the answer, you see. They know, the therapists know, those who are good at their jobs know what's actually happening and they know that the only people who seem to know how to deal with it are the S.A., Members. in fact we got the meeting there and we also have another closed meeting they were this was through another fellowship SNON did service and they wanted us in so once you start you start a group you have, you're not apologizing for anything but the externals don't matter um, it, it is. What we have to offer, and we're we're just like AA, and that's all I can say to you. You know, and it's different, of course, going into the prisons. I'm part of the prisons committee as well, and that's very delicate. You know, Um, also I'm a woman, so of course. You know, for AA I went into the prisons, the mixed prisons, the male prisons, um, but I, in SA with sex offenders, of course, that name of sex offender, they won't let you in, you know, um, and they don't want us in for the moment in Ireland. Um, but you just keep having meetings, you open a meeting and just keep going, you know, and I think that To get support, of course, from long-term members um, and to start going to all venues of all religions, all places, anything in your country that is, you know, where people are being, you know, the frontliners meeting this disease and just bring your experience, strength and hope and, and organize. In some other countries, for example, in Holland, they are very secular and they go to universities. They actually give PowerPoint presentations of essay in university, and I think it's I think it's Holland. So not every country that has essay in it, you know, a lot of them are very secular countries as well. You know, so you're not alone in this. And there are, there will be, um, if you want to speak after, there are members who are involved with the committees here today that can give you a hand, a real hand, and you can join a committee at international level and work then in your own country um supported with the members of the committees. So we've got PI committee, we've got H and I Committee as you know, we've got Translations Committee, we've got all these different committees and you can serve and by serving you're sticking with the long term members and then you can bring it to your own environment. Um so thank you so much for being here. It was great to hear your your desire, you know, to have sobriety and it is a question of life and death. The same for me, you know, um so I'll leave it at that thanks.
1: David Terry, ask questions. you have to do it on
3: the phone, I won't take four minutes. It's Ted again. I just want to add one other thing to what I said before about doing service. Um, sharing in a meeting is service. If you go to a meeting, my opinion, this is not authorized policy, <laughs> it's Ted's opinion. If you go to a meeting and you didn't share, you really didn't go to the meeting. Going to the meeting is to get me to be part of, not apart from. And the only way I can do that is by sharing. I, so many younger people come to me, well, I really don't have anything to share, I have nothing important. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Again, the only reason we're here is to support you in your recovery. And if you're not sharing with us, we cannot open up to you. We need you to share. We need to hear your story. We need for you to open up because every one of us is the future of the program. And there's no fellowship unless we join together we can't join together unless you join us so please when you go to meetings especially here at the international yes there are rules and they're fine about the sobriety levels and the rotation of when you should. that's all fine and dandy follow the rules but make sure you make an effort when you go to a meeting get your hand up early don't wait till the end and then you get skipped over go to a meeting first thing get your hand up share you have nothing to share about? I've always heard there are three shares I give at every meeting. The share I planned to give, the share I gave, and the share I thought I should have given. It's never perfect. Make sure you share. Thanks,
2: Ted. Thanks, Ted.
1: I'm Quince, and I'm a sexaholic. I have been the uh, CD librarian for San Antonio for about seven years. I just recently gave up the position to another guy. That is a major service program. But one of the things I noticed is there's a lot of CDs that have a lot of blank air. The one I listened to that had Denise talking about the same topic in New Jersey 6 months ago 6 uh, they finished early and there was just dead space let's not do that come on um another thing that I I wanted to say that came from that same CD is that uh you can have a sponsor and you can also have a service sponsor. i would never heard the term before, but uh, I wanted to talk to Denise about it a little bit and, and kind of get some more ideas. I am not an organized thinker, but I do um, do a lot of service work. That's why the guy that organized all of this uh, put me in this position, but uh, I don't talk very well. But if you have any questions or have any comments, Terry, you can come on after.
4: I'm Terry, I'm a sexaholic, also known as Terry from Texas, for those who are in the phone meetings. So far, the only service that I have been doing is um, showing up to meetings, meeting with sponsors, working with my sponsors, and um, calling people when they respond. That helps. And uh, my experience showed me that no matter how difficult things get, there's always opportunities for service. There are, and there are sister programs and, uh, brother programs that, uh, I attend with my sponsors and, uh, and it's rather just listening to the shares and even trying to get to know people after the meeting in between. So, and the big one is, Coming to this convention, so um, and uh, being recorded, which is something new as well. Um, if I think about my acting out behaviors, I'm usually the one recording rather than one being recorded. So, so this is a new thing, and and I'm still kind of new in recovery. And and I'm sure um, when the time comes, there will be more service th- things to do. But uh, for a moment, I'll take what I can get right now. Thank you. Thank
2: you, Terry. Thank you.
6: Uh my name's David, uh psychologist. Um, uh, literally speaking on a whim right now. The the one thing that popped into my head while Terry was speaking was um in the beginning years because I've been in, in and out of the fellowship here uh in San Antonio for almost 8 years. In the beginning um years I I think my form my former service tends to be um oh the group needs to hear the the uh the grand ideas I have or the uh, opinions I have and I would pass around papers in the meetings uh I don't know I would start to I would try to start meetings myself uh without hardly any sobriety um, I would ask questions I would and I still kind of do it but I don't think I do it as much as in the beginning years, right, Quince? (laughs) Um, I didn't really. I didn't come up here to really ask questions, but that you know, I've I've tried to. um, I haven't tried nearly as hard enough to help the group as I as I could, but I think service tends to start with sobriety and recovery, which I've never had really. Um, I uh, probably one of the most analytical persons in the room, in the rooms, and my like I said, my form of service tends to be sharing my my thoughts and opinions with others, but they never were received. It never was reciprocated the way I expected or wanted because everything in the group starts, like respect starts with sobriety. And I guess I always turn that into shame. Okay, well, um, you don't... uh, um, I'm not sober, therefore you're ignoring my uh, opinions or my... whatever thoughts I have about anything, any topic, therefore uh, I'm not a worthy person, I'm listed shame, etc. So... um, I'm not trying to blame anybody, but I guess the dynamic of this program has not, has clashed with my personality, and I'm still trying to, you know, surrender that to God and to whatever the program, whatever. And, um, whereas outside of the program, I, My my opinions, my thoughts, they tend to matter more than in the program. I still have to remember, I guess, that um, this program is about recovery, recovering from our addiction and, I don't know, I guess it starts with that. As much as I want to analyze the hell out of everything and say, oh, that's, that needs to be changed. We need to have, we need to start emailing each other and have a group email because I thought that was a good idea, but we don't have one. Or we need to do this or that, but, you know, there's no leaders, uh, there's no politics, I guess, so I'm still, after almost eight years, I'm still having a hard time accepting the the dynamic of this program um, and how I fit into that. Uh, I guess that's it because we're probably nearing are we nearing the end? Okay, that's it. Thank you, David. Perfect time.
1: I wish I knew how to turn this off. There there was some readings we're supposed to read at the end. Do you want to say? I'll get there. I'm flipping pages. Um, In closing, anything you have heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participants. The principles of SA are found in our 12 steps and 12 traditions. Remember that we never identify ourselves publicly with SA in the press, radio, TV, films, or social media. Neither does anyone speak for SA. This is an anonymous program. Please keep the name, address and phone number of anyone you meet or learn about in SA to yourself. The shares we have heard here are told in confidence. Please do not repeat them outside the rooms and re- remember what we say here, let it stay here when we leave here. Here here and let's close with the third step prayer. do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage
4: of self, that I may better do thy will. Take, take away, away my difficulties,
0: that, that victory over them may bear witness to, to those I would hope of thy power, thy power, thy love, and, and thy, thy way of life. May, may I do thy will always. always.
3: Keep, Keep coming, coming back and works. works if you're working, so work if
2: work is your work is so work your work
1: if you don't, one day at a time. Come again. Thank you. Ah, thank you, gentlemen and ladies. And Lee will come in and turn it all off. Uh, Thank you so much. Well, that's where the original was. So if I go back,
5: there's a meeting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, it is a little cool link the, thing better thing better the, box, the <laughs> but the microphone